This podcast is brought to you by the Amateurs Fantasy Sports Network. Hello and welcome to the mystery team episode of the NRL Fantasy Amateurs podcast. It's Mark here with Rob and Ryan. And if you're listening to this podcast, you already know about the mystery, which is that the team that we're going to talk about today is the Eels, boys. Are you excited? Hey. (laughs) (laughs) All right, yay. (laughs) I know you guys weren't sure which team we're going to talk about tonight, but I'm Finally, been able to reveal it. That's an oh, ongoing. It's one of the mystery. worst surprises ever. <laughs> oh man, it's like the uh, the Christmas present that you open, like, and it's the actually no, it's not the socks. The socks are good value. Sometimes you need socks. It's like uh, you know, I don't know, Rob. What's the worst Christmas present you ever got, mate? Oh, it's a tough question. Um, Just roast the family member right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's like it's like when you mention something like to try and be polite and then they pick up on that and then just keep getting you the same kind of thing yes. year in, year yeah, out. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can't yeah, think of an yeah, exact yeah. um oh, I think I was like getting into cooking or something and then all these family members got me like cooking lessons and I was just like, mm. It's not helpful to me. I don't want I already I already know how to cook. I don't need you to like I'd rather have the money or like socks. <laughs> yeah. I have the equivalent of that, which is uh cowboys gear actually. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. I've like a massive quantity of cowboys gear and I'm like uh, if I wanted to get depressed every time I walked into my cupboard I'd just put a mirror in there. I don't need like eighty six thousand <laughs> cowboys jerseys. Yeah, there's only so many. <laughs> you can have. Although, not gonna lie. Uh, on the on the back of uh, Indigenous Round in the Big Bash, I have to say the Indigenous Round NRL jerseys, big fan. I like the uh, the artwork and a lot of them. I got a couple of Cowboys ones there. They're gun gun jerseys, and the uh, the Waz jersey I bought was the Nines uh, Indigenous jersey with the man on the front. Love it. Good jersey. Anyway, yeah. Eels. Eels. Gutherson is the fullback. He plays for the Eels. And he's going to be the fullback again. He's a draft selection. That's it. Uh, the fullback is... Oh, excuse me. Sorry, I'm fiddling with some blue tackle to bend over and pick it up, and I'm an old man now. Not the fullback. Yeah, the fullback the is not relevant, but the wingers are potentially relevant. I know this is going to sound really weird, but I had like a like a mild interest in Mike Acevo. Uh, Just I know he, last year, eh? Yeah, he had like a t- – no, hang on. No, 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 that's fake news. He had a lot of tries. Oh, no, sorry. Just really no fantasy scoring. Yeah, his, his uh, uh, explosive attack is what I would call it, was dropped. Mm. Tackle bus offloads. Line breaks, that sort of thing. So he was just kind of falling over the line tries, I guess, is maybe the difference. He's finishing off a lot. But, I mean, he's one of those guys that, like, can score, like, a massive amount of tries. And even if he gets a few last year, like, he had, like, a – he actually had his highest try scoring percentage of his career last year, which I know sounds really weird. But, like, just, yeah, 
massive decrease tackle busts and offloads and that sort of thing. And comes in price at 31, but his uh, his last two years was 37 and 40. So, I mean, if he, you know, you split the difference on that, it's 38 and a half, which is uh, seven or eight points value, Ryan, which is a, a player that you we really do need to actually have a look at. Yeah, well, I guess the thing though, like with wingers, is um, if you're going to make money out the out of them, you want them like scoring tries like from the get go every week for about five six weeks. Um, you can't be having like you know the, these weeks where he gets like a ten because he doesn't score a try that week. Like you look at say his scoring last year, round sixteen, seventeen, nineteen, twenty. You know, 12, 17, 14, 6, no tries in any of those four games. Like, that's the death to the winger cash cow. Like, you really yeah. need, like, yeah. what he was doing in that little stretch there. Like, I think about, say, Kyle Felt last year where he was, you know, where his price plummeted because he wasn't scoring tries. But then as soon as he started scoring them, he was straight back up to, you know, averaging in that 40. So, like, yeah. you don't need a consistent 40 average. You just need, like, a run of, like, five Boom weeks. Games. Yeah, where he's averaging, like, 45. Because, like, that average is going to equal out into the mid to high 30s by the season's end. But you just need, like, that boom game, those boom games to start the year. Um, I suppose you could make the argument, um, like, you you know, we could see some improvement here. Like, he's now got a full season under the belt coming off the um, the ACL. And uh, when was it? Was it 2021? uh, 22. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, like, a full season under the belt now, so maybe we could see some, you know, some improvement there. Mm. Um, this, the draw to start the year isn't – I mean, it's not bad. Like, they've got the Panthers in round two, but outside of that, it's Bulldogs, Manly, Tigers, Raiders, Cowboys, Dolphins, Manly again before the bye. Um, so, I mean, there is there is a possibility there that he could go boom from the get-go. Yeah, he's one of those ones, like, I, I can't remember which one of you said it on a previous episode that definitely wasn't recorded in the last hour. Uh, about uh, if you're going to take a risk, do it in round one, uh, which is something that we've been sort of talking about because obviously it only costs you one trade, not two. Uh, if wing fullback all of a sudden dries up, for example, Pappenhausen doesn't play fullback and it's Nick Meany and whatever, and we need a, a wing fullback in, the, in that price range to facilitate the rest of the team and, you know, you're wanting to have a dig, it needs to be round one because, Ryan, as you sort of spoke about, after the buy uh, in round nine it's broncos storm rabbitos sharks bulldogs which who cares roosters buy again knights rabbitos so like they've really got like a death trap through the middle origin period there and then even on the back end it's storm was panthers roosters broncos and then you know an easy finish but round 26 will be all out of trades by then so it's if you're gonna if you're gonna get an eels attacking option, it's early or never. Seems like. Yeah, no, he's a round one buy or never. Uh, I think. Yeah. All right. Well, that's made it. That uh, I haven't had. I haven't actually looked too closely at the schedule, but that's made me a little bit moist for uh, one of these halves options we're going to discuss. Um, Dylan Brown. He's you know he's a guy. He's going to you know do his thing. But Mitchell Moses. Is uh is actually a value, and he's an interesting round one option. Uh, price at fifty seven. Rob, uh, did you would it surprise you to know that he actually averaged more points when Dylan Brown was in the team last year than when he was not in the team? That would surprise me. Um, that's yeah. good to know. Who played? Who played when Dylan Brown was? Jake, it was Jake mustard, Arthur. wasn't it? No, it was mustard. Right. 
Arthur was at Manly. He was uh, Dejan Arzi. There you yeah, go. It was, de- yeah. was Mustard. Um, <laughs> I was and- trying to work out what you were talking about with Mustard. I was like, <laughs> what's Dejan? What? Dijon. And then I realized, yeah, yeah Dejan. Or just um, quietly. I know where, uh, I know where, hang on. Just let me derail the chat for a second here. Please. Cook, cooking chats with the amateurs. If anyone likes salmon, can I just strongly recommend Jamin? going to do it. If you're going to do a set, no, not Jamin Salmon, Atlantic Salmon. <laughs> oh, right. I, I strongly recommend a, a, D, a Dijon mustard based of your Atlantic Salmon and then put it in the air fryer. That's it. That's it. That's my tip. Keep going. That's Play it. On, Rob. What yep. else do you use? You just use Dijon and that's it. Yeah, well, so you cook it like a roast pork in that you do the olive oil and, and um, salt on the skin. But then on the like the the body of the salmon, you just do Dijon mustard and salt and pepper, nice and and air fry it. Yeah, it's great. It's delicious. How long for? Oh, like twelve minutes. Hmm. I'm if you do it in the oven, it's twenty. Uh, so yeah, you do like the sixty percent air fryer calculation. So yeah, 12, 12 13 minutes. Yep. Yeah. Do you sorry th- play? Oh, <laughs> playing with playing with mustard that. Do you think Moses was just better with Brown in the team? That that's not actually statistically relevant. Well, either way, it's statistically relevant because either the other half was sniping points off him, if it was yeah, uh, which someone wasn't, or the team was actually better because Brown was suspended to start the year, which he's not going to be now. So either the Eels are better and Moses is going to be better, or um. You know, he was having stat snipe, which he wasn't. So, hmm. you know, no, I'm very I, keen on Moses. I am very keen on Moses. I, I actually, think. yeah, I actually kind of have a little bit of a little, you know, an interest here because so if you look at Moses, 71 plus minutes, uh, he averaged 60 last year, but it was like 63 with Brown and 57 without Brown. Or something like that. So, you know, and and you know, we look at Moses. He's obviously his big upswing has been in the attacking stakes. And you know, Ryan, you mentioned that draw being pretty soft outside of the Panthers in round two. But the Eels are the Panthers bogey team. So you know, maybe Moses is a early, you know, jump on Moses. Maybe the, the the play could be buying Moses, riding him all the way up while Hines is dropping in price, and then straight swapping them at Origin time. Yeah, well, I mean, potentially. And Moses had a 72 against the Panthers last year. Admittedly, that was with 1,000 kick meters. <laughs> literally. Pretty, literally 1,000 kick meters. Yeah. Yeah. Bogey team. Um, <laughs> Bogey team. Goal, that helps. Um, no, look, uh, I'm certainly, I certainly see the value there in Moses. Uh, he's not someone that's sort of really, I don't know, got me up and about. Like, I, I can see there's a couple points there. I just don't know if it's enough to get me in round one, but we'll see. We'll see what the salary cap's looking like. Yeah, he's definitely a better buy than Fafita round one. Okay, we'll see. That's that's not that's okay. not what I'm going to do 24 hours before kickoff. But I'm, I'm, ca- I'm coming at I'm coming at you, mate. I'm just hitting you up. No, you're wrong. Okay. Ah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm just doing a quick little Google search to make sure I'm right here before I spout this stat off. All right. The last two seasons, what do you reckon the regular season record is, Eels versus Panthers? 
I remember they beat them twice uh, in like 2022 and then lost in the finals. And I think they oh, beat yes. them last year. I, so I think I, I think it's like I, hey, what? It's it's four zip. Yeah. Four zip. Four zip eels. Wowzers. Yeah. They did they did beat them 27 to 6 in the finals 2022. Uh but yeah, four zip regular season. Uh, actually, I almost go so far to say I reckon it's six zip, but I'm gonna fact check myself. Oh no. The Panthers beat them thirteen to twelve in um yeah, field goal. Yeah, all right, and they gave him a bath at the end of twenty twenty. No, it's just twenty twenty two, twenty three, four zip. So yeah, bogey team, hundred percent bogey team. And uh yeah, Moses, he's a go. I think he's got five points of value early in the season if you wanna have a little nudge at a uh, a gun half. Uh, moving to the pack, Junior Paulo. Well, hold, on, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before before yeah, we yeah. move on, I, we, I feel like we've skipped over someone in the back line here. Um, well, someone I just think is worth mentioning who I think also potentially has five points of value. Maybe not a buy round one, but uh, Will Penasini. Um, priced at 42 last year with in the five games without Mitchell Moses, he averaged 27. Um, every single game with Moses, he averaged 46, and that includes an 18 at the end of the season when they got beat 54 to 10. Um, outside okay. of that one crap game, he didn't score a single. He didn't score under 30 once with Moses in the side. Um, so a very good floor there. Um, probably okay. lacking the, the the ceiling of the other guys, but I think there is potentially five points of value here. Okay, okay, Ryan, come come with a heat. Hmm. Come with a set of value. You see the-, the left field center option. Is he the uh, the Dane Gagai of twenty twenty four? Potentially, I mean, with this early start of the season that you were just touching upon, um, uh, there is a possibility here that he's oh. he's averaging uh, close to fifty to start the year. I mean, that's what he was doing last year, like forty nine, thirty two, fifty five, fifty one, forty two, forty nine, seventy first seven rounds of the year, um, oh, and then man. it sort of started to drop off a little bit after that. But to, to begin the year, I, I mean, he was good, and the floor is there. Um, it's just that ceiling. I, I think we just need to see a little bit more of. Come with the smoke. Yeah. I love it. Is it. Do you think that's got anything to do with the fact that Matt Dory was playing on that edge and they were just giving the ball to Panasini because Matt Dory's made out of wet paper bags? <laughs> um, I mean, it wasn't Dory the entire time, though, was it? I, I just think uh, they... I mean, they like to... When, when they want to attack, they like to spread it through that right edge. Um, Dory, I agree. I agree. Dory was just like sort of the take the old hit up type of guy, but they like. I mean, when Moses was in the team, they liked to play out to that edge and get it out to um, the center and the winger. So, um, yeah, I, I think there's a bit of value there. Uh, Rob, do you find it ironic that they replaced Matt Dory with Kelmator Lungi? So funny, eh? <laughs> he couldn't like. <laughs> They're almost like um, it's like cut and paste. <laughs> yeah, you couldn't pick a more uh, bigger spud. But <laughs> you know when you're in there, like you know when you like play a video game and you like you start your player off for the first time and you're going through like choosing their appearance, but the stats are the same no matter what. I feel like that's Matt Dory and Kelmator Lungi. It's mm. like you've just fiddled with the appearance, but the 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 like the stats on the player is identical. It's a bad time. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, boys, moving into the pack. Jermaine Hopgood is a weapon. Junior Paulo and Regan Campbell-Gillard are not weapons. Um, only because 
you know, well, not only because they play for New South Wales, but that's part of the reason. Um, but uh, just been fairly disappointing. I think they're they're you know they're the Eels have got some some guys here. They got Sean Lane who's coming back, who we really need to talk about because he's the he's the eel. Um, and I mean, there's some uh, some minutes here that are gonna obviously Hopgood soaked a lot of minutes last year, and and, and he's an interesting one from a draft perspective, but. Uh, boys, I really want to talk about Sean Lane because before we, you know, we get into the weeds, we're in the body of the podcast here. Sean Lane's the the man. Uh, he was an absolute weapon in 2022, 2021. Obviously had that uh, jaw injury in the preseason 2023, lost a bunch of weight, came back, was hamstring injury, struggling. You know, he's priced at 40. I think there's a massive amount of value here, Ryan. Um, potentially... Uh, Fringe keeper, low fifties average, but at least sort of high forties, and and a really interesting option to start round one. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, he's not he's not that much cheaper than Ruben Cotter, and I think he's sort of in that similar basket where the upside is there for him to be that low level keeper. But in, in the worst case, uh, you know, it could be like eight points there, which is um, not quite enough, but it's still like. If you're getting close to 50 average out of him just begin the year, like you'd be happy yeah. with eight points of value when you're getting that good, that good scoring for a uh, sub 600k player. Obviously, last year in his, um, he only played uh, what, six games where he had at least 70 minutes or more. Um, no tries, no try assists, and that's just typically not who Sean Lane is. Um, as we <laughs> saw in 2022, he yeah. loved a try assist. He's a lanky fellow, doesn't mind, uh, you know, reaching for the white line. So. Uh, I mean, there's certainly some attacking upside to come back into these stats um, compared to last year. So, yeah, no, I'm with you. Yeah, he's definitely one, Rob, that I'm going to be looking at in the preseason for like an eye test to make sure he's back to full confidence. But if he's if he's looking like his, uh, his previous self, which is, you know, addition, him and Dylan Brown feeding off each other on that left edge, I'm, I'm going to be like, yeah, I'm going to be really excited here. Yeah, that um, white line fever he got, two was it two years ago? was mm-hmm. just scintillating with Dylan Brown. So, yeah, really looking forward to that. Sean Lane is a um, a cult hero, a, you know, former warrior. Love him. Yeah. And, I mean, even uh, if you look at his previous numbers, he had a really high try scoring rate in, in, in you know, a little patch there. But even if you just look at his, uh, you know, just base and a, and a reasonable try scoring rate, he, you know, he's a – High forties to low fifties player, and at at a forty price, it's a it's a really nice thing, particularly with that that soft as butter draw. So he's going to be a, a really interesting option. Uh, I think he's comparatively low owned, eight point eight percent. Yeah, he's one of the lower owned players on my team. He shouldn't be. He should be. Uh, he should be higher than that. I think. Um, the Cardi Party. Yeah, he was awesome last year. Um, we all had invites to the Cardi party, but uh, be nice if he was two hundred fifty k again, wouldn't it? Yeah. Oh, how good was that? How good was um, tossing up, picking Dory or Cartwright last year? Right? <laughs> yeah, no contest, man. Yeah, oh yeah, I, uh, yeah. Not. and that's where like you know just. Plugging the our uh, game theory articles for a minute here. Um, we've done some sort of chat around that, and it's pretty clear that the conventional wisdom is to um, 
is to take the high upside option, even if it's got a bit of risk to, tied to it. And I think, yeah, Cartwright's just the, you know, the quintessential uh, personification of that, which is, you know, like, hey, there could have been a problem, but also there was a massive amount of upside there. And all the uh, the guys that finished up the top took the risk on, on Cartwright. Um, everyone in the top five started with him. So that tells you what you need to know. Uh, if, obviously, if there's if there's a high upside option this year, we'll we'll be in it. You know, like guys, we had a, a number of options last year who uh, came off. Um, there was we probably had a, a an overabundance of high upside options last year, and I know you guys weren't on the the Zach Hosking train with me. Uh, but you know, we've we had sort of you know we all had different high upside players that we took so. Uh, I think this year seems to be a little bit more um, streamlined. Might be the right the right word in terms of like there's some clear high upside, low risk options. You know, your Ruben Cotters, Sean Lanes of the world, where we can sort of jump in and give it a a red hot go. Yeah, I don't know if we're going to get a 250k starting edge again, um, but we might. You know, still a lot of water under the bridge until the start of the mm. season. So, yeah, no, it's not looking real optimistic at the moment. But no, no. Um, Joey Lusick's going to play hooker probably. Uh, I assume they'll have hands on the bench, playing somewhere between zero and thirty minutes, just to ruin any sort of upside there for him. Madison is going to be off the bench. They'll probably, you know, run there. 14 and a half man bench, um, which is probably, you know, in fairness, they've that's kind of, they've got 14 good players and three shit ones or something. So mate, why wouldn't you? Hey, well, come on. I'm assuming the, the, uh, Maddo's in the shit category and Wiramu Greg's in the good category. Oh yeah. I saw a, uh, thing today. Wiramu Greg's the heaviest player in the NRL. Oh, my man. Ooh. 124 kegs. Beef. Yeah, that's chonky. I'm about three great northern tinnies away from getting the 124 kilos, so I better <laughs> better calm down. I don't know if you've seen the um, the wicketkeeper for the Pakistan team playing against the Black Caps, but um, he's a he's a big unit as well. Very very enjoyable to watch. Is that? I thought that was that dude over in the. Did you see that guy? I've, we've reached we've reached the end of the podcast now, so we can we can go off into the the ether. Um, there was a dude over in the like the IPL or something like that that retired hurt because he like was really fat and got gassed. Yeah, corn. Um, yeah, was he the Bermudan guy? <laughs> oh, Cornwall. Yeah, I love that. I think that's so good. That is one for the like sixth grade cricketer in me. Like, I just I love, love units. Say eh, that sports that can professional sports that can entertain massive oh, units. I can bring go on, go on bring, bring back uh, Dwayne Leverock, I reckon, yeah. the B- Bermuda slips fielder. Do you remember him? Oh, yeah, he's the one. Yeah, he was amazing. <laughs> he got down pretty good as well. I mean, he, he just <laughs> basically took a regulation catch, but because he's just such a big, fat bloke, it looked amazing. <laughs> yeah, falls so hard and <laughs> slow. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, what was that? Who's got? Who's got a coin? a coin? Yeah. No, it was my wedding ring. Heads oh. or tails? No, oh. I, I was playing with it. <laughs> I have the old. Uh, sometimes I get hit on the finger during cricket, and my like finger swells up a little bit, and I can't get my wedding ring off. 
Chalky finger. Oh, no. All right. I think I'll do. I don't have anything further for the Eels. No. Penicillin, right. Ronas, Shaw Lane. Off you go. Here's a question for you. Hayes Dunstar, if he makes his way onto the wing, or Sean, Sean Rusty. I mean, Dunster's just so ordinary. <laughs> uh, Dunster yeah. is so bad. I can't see it. I can't see it. Mm. It's funny. I'm like the such a, like, I was the Eels hater last year, and I'm now the Eels, like, truther. <laughs> I, th- I think, I, like, I in our projections now at the moment, in our projections at the moment, they are too low. The Eels are going to make the eight, 100%. And I don't want them to make the eight, but they're going to. I think no, I've got yeah, them in the eight. I could see it. Yeah. Yeah, I've I got them eight. Same yeah. as you, Mark. They're going to make the eight, 100%. Yeah. You know who's the problem here? You know what's the problem? Is intern Dale. Dale. Yeah, he's got him in 14th. He's put him in 14th, and then we got Ryan, who's got him down in 11th. And in turn, Austin. Are they the biggest there. variation team? Probably, eh? They're pretty close. Yeah, they have to be. Uh, that and the... the oh, Ryan's got the Knights at 10th, which is interesting. That is too low. No, I'm not a believer. That feels low. Nah. Yeah, too low. Yeah, you guys have them all too high. And James has the dogs in the eight, which is... <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, James, James is about one shit opinion away from just being yeeted out of the amateurs. In terms oh, of no, James. I need his uh, low-quality roosters text. They keep me yeah. going. Yeah, oh, man. Yeah, no. James, if you are listening to this, you better up your game because you are one shit take away from being yeeted <laughs> out of the list. <laughs> what a way coming from the guy. master of the shit takes too. That's <laughs> Yeah. It's only room for one uh, shit take expert in this sound. Oh, mate, we're, <laughs> this sound's we're not big enough for the both of us there. Yeah. When you're the one that does like 90% of the administrative workload, you're allowed to just spurt shit opinions out as well. Whereas, like, you know, James just lobs his like shit opinion in there at the end and doesn't do anything else. So I want I want to see you step your game up, James. I want to see this uh, a, co- a completely accurate ladder prediction from you. I don't want to see any. Uh, what's he got here? Oh, I, actually, I like I like the Waz in seventh. I think that's yeah, he's fading the Waz. I don't mind that fading the Sharks. Okay, okay, okay. Oh no, the Broncos in one. That's just incorrect. No. <laughs> this is incorrect. It's the Roosters, okay. is it? Yeah, oh no. yeah, I'm big Roosters guy. Yeah, big Roosters guy. Yeah, big Brandon Smith guy. <laughs> Roosters are right, so bad enough. Yeah, I'm looking forward to doing the Roosters pod. Oh no, yeah, they're so they they got too many options. They get too much they chatting. Were, their attack yeah. was so bad last year. So yeah, bad. yeah, they have to be the team that rises the most. Yeah, I got to do a. Uh, I got which team are we talking? We're talking about the Eels. Like, I've just forgot. Um, I got to do a. Uh, I got to do a tipping comp this year. We have to pick one team that you tip every week, no matter what, for the whole year. Mm. Which team would you pick? Broncos. You go on the Eels, no. mate? No, they're good. <laughs> the Broncos are the Broncos are a fringe top eight team this year. Oh, oh yeah, you've got them seventh. That's firing. Yeah, the gun firing. Yeah. They are gonna struggle this year. 
Oof. They're going to be the Cowboys. Maybe of rabbits. Rabbits is like a little smoky. I think will be. Quite I good. love the rabbit. Rabbitos is the team that I've been thinking about. Except yeah. the problem that I've got is whichever team I pick for this tipping comp, I curse them to oblivion. That's fine. I'm fine with you cursing the Broncos or the Rabbits. No, so I had I had the Roosters last year, and the year before was the Rabbitos. So I just like they're just they get injured. Every player, every single player. Storm's, Storm's the safe pick, isn't it? Or Panthers? Oh man, I don't mind the Storm. Maybe I shuffle them up with the Bloor. Or the more, maybe I'll, I'll shuffle them up. Storm are just so steady, eh? Mm. I might do the Seagulls. Yeah, that's right. Just give myself a challenge. Oh, God. I'll just do the anti, like anti mock the injuries because we're so like just waiting for all these players to get injured. I'll do the do the anti mock. Maybe it'll it'll reverse because they're so likely to get injured. The opposite will happen. But um, boys, I think it's time. Rob, you got to go to bed. It's ten thirty over there. Yep. Are you a uh, are you a uh, how do you are you a, when you go to sleep? Are you like a stomach sleeper or like a side sleeper or like I'm a sleeper? I'm a side a like a side sleeper for sure. What about back, you? Like in a coffin? Like would you sleep like just flat on your back with your arms crossed on your front? Oh, like a um vampire rob. <laughs> like someone dying from the plague in the <laughs> Victorian era. The, like yeah. the big bird ma- the big bird mask or like the I- yeah, the big that- ibis. <laughs> Uh, no, I'm a side. I'm a side sleeper big yeah, time. Yeah. yeah, good. Yeah. What about you, Ryan? I feel like you're a side sleeper as well. Yeah, no, I snore if I'm on my back and Lucy's not having that. So, yeah, no, I'm the uh, side. Yeah. That's yeah. I, apparently I snore. I don't believe it. Tiffany tells me I snore. I don't believe it. But Tiffany definitely snores. So sometimes I just, like, I, I like, elbow her and get her to, like, wake up a little bit and then I'll, and then I'll roll over and then sleep on my side. It's the most comfortable. But uh, yeah. Good chat. Good, good strategy. Sleeping sleeping <laughs> chats. Yeah, yeah, sleep sleep chat. All right. Hit us up if you're not a side sleeper. That's what I want to hear. I want to get a DM want, from somebody. I want, that, I want to get a DM from someone that sleeps like a vampire on their back with their arms crossed. That's what I want. Yeah. Suck All right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining us for 10 minutes of chatting about the eels and 20 minutes for chatting about sleeping. <laughs> I'll see you next time. I think we're going to talk about the uh, the future premieres of 2024, the Seagulls in the next podcast. <laughs> Love you guys. This show was brought to you by our good friends at Picklebet. You can support the show by changing your regular bookmaking provider to Picklebet and using the code AMATURES on your first deposit to let them know where we found you. Make sure to set a deposit limit because chances are you're about to lose. For free and confidential support, call 1-800-858-858 or visit gamblinghelponline.org.au.